Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. I'm here again. I'm Chingai, here with Patty. Hey, Chingai. <laughs> it's like deja vu. Weren't we just here two days ago? And here we are again. <laughs> Ready to get into more Christmas movies. We're at the halfway mark, or I think we're past the halfway mark. We're day six. So, yeah, we're... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're moving to the 40th movie slowly but surely. I know that... I know that we just stopped, like, <laughs> two days ago, but... Yeah, I was wondering if you had anything... Anything new to share right now? Any har- Hallmark happy thoughts? I don't know if it's a Hallmark happy thought because, well, we'll get to the rest of this episode. But... It seems like we will be talking again in two to three days. I hope you're not sick of me yet. And I hope you guys aren't sick of us yet. We're posting and posting on social about all these crazy movies that we're watching. And I saw that on Twitter, some dude liked one of our tweets about Christmas in Vienna. So I looked him up and apparently it was the director of Christmas in Vienna. So I'm like, oh, which led me to a black hole of, you know, looking at Hallmark directors. And I landed on this director called Claire Niederprom. I hope I said her name correctly. It's spelled N-I-E-D-E-R-P-R-U-E-M. Sorry, Claire, if I botched your last name, but I looked her up because it seems like she's directed not only one of our favorites for this season, The Christmas Bow, but upon checking her credits on IMDb, she also directed Love on Iceland, Holiday for Heroes, Love Fall in Order, and In the Key of Love. She directed all the movies that we like. Should I just, like, should we interview this lady? Because obviously she is doing something right, and Hallmark has to sit up and listen and make sure all their movies are like her movies, because her movies rock. Yeah. She should give a couple of other directors some (laughs) lessons. We're gonna talk about that this week. Yeah, I, I remember like, well, of course I remember because it was just two days ago, but you said, you, you talked about how it, your mom used to say that if, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So this is going to be a really short episode, <laughs> I predict. So we're, we're still in the middle of COVID times right now. And you know how they say that, you know, you, you may feel like you're over COVID, but COVID's not over you. <laughs> And you should just, you know, stay at home. So that, that's how this this week, this run of Hallmark movies feels like. I, I think we've finally hit Hallmark movie fatigue. Because I'm just like, I'm over it. This week, I'm over it. Christmas in Vienna feels like such a distant memory. One that I want to revisit because, wow. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> Our first movie, A Godwink Christmas, First Love's Second Chances, starring Brooke Dorsey and Sam Page. After 15 years, Pat moves home from Hawaii with his two sons, and through a series of coincidences, or Godwinks, ends up stuck in traffic next to his high school sweetheart, Margie, at Christmas. They're my boys! Hey, I'm moving back. You know what I call that, huh? That's Godwick. You don't see it? Not until you just mentioned it. I was in front of my mom's house. I've been finding you everywhere. I just never expected you back. So the Godwink series has been been going on for a while, and I haven't watched any of it because I don't know what a Godwink is, but... You start the movie and they immediately tell you what a godwink is. A godwink is, in case you didn't know, a sign of hope 
from the divine. And every god wink that comes in this movie, every god wink we get in this movie comes with a sound effect. As if we cannot identify a coincidence for ourselves. <sighs> okay, so this is about, yeah, we first love, second chances. So this is a classic Hallmark trope where uh, Sam Page, who, who I actually like, especially in the bold type, comes home. And I like his job. He's like an adventure tour planner. And he lived in Hawaii, but he's taking his kids home. He has a pretty good relationship with his ex-wife. He's a divorcee. He's not, he's not a widower, which is great. But then, but then everything else falls apart <laughs> after that. I mean, they had the potential to take this somewhere great, but I don't think this is what Godwink Christmases are about. They're more, you know, comfort kinds of stories, but I felt like all the coincidences with the things, with them bumping into each other, and she's seeing someone, she's dating somebody who she had a long-distance relationship with, but then suddenly the ex comes, and, you know, it... I feel like they idealize excess too much in the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. I mean, I told you, Patty, normally you think about your your ex or whoever from your past and you just kind of cringe about it, but not in the Hallmark Universe. I mean, exes are like gods there. (laughs) Okay, what what do you have to say? (laughs) This movie had so much potential because I adore Sam Page. I sat through Christmas in Rome for him. Sorry, Lacey. I really loved him in my <laughs> one and only with Pascal Hutton. So he he is a guy that I root for and I want to see the best for him. Brooke say I love. When she was in that movie with Daniel Lissing, I was like, oh God, poor girl. Sorry, Daniel Lissing. Like, <laughs> so I'm like thinking, holy shit. Now it's Brooke say and Sam Page, two beautiful people. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all mm-hmm. they were, beautiful people. You know how we had that theory that beautiful people can get away with anything? Well, not a shitty movie. I'm not calling this shitty shitty because I did, like, I don't know. It still had some... I, I had hopes for it, and I guess the bias of Sam Page and Brooke Dursay still, you know, hovered over me. I just have to call out that I'm all for, you know, new faces and diversity, but the, like, boyfriend that Brooke Dursay was together with for a lot of this movie is one of the secondary characters from A Timeless Christmas. And I like it when secondary characters move up, but I just didn't see, like, a match with him and Brooke. Sorry. He definitely leveled up with her. Like, he hit the jackpot. And I just couldn't imagine them being in a relationship that I couldn't, like, concentrate on anything else. It's just really hard coming off of the diversity in the Christmas house and moving to a movie like this where we get all those token characters again. <laughs> so it feels like, you know, this movie, it, it looks good. They look good. It's like Ken and Barbie mm. Christmas over here. But the plot feels like it's 10, 20, 30 years ago. And I was, I was thinking about how... Okay, these Godwinks, they're excuses for lazy writing. I mean, just insert coincidence anywhere and, you know, call it a day. You don't have to think about character development or anything if you can just put coincidences everywhere. And then, and then, I learned at the end of this movie that it was actually based on a real story. And I'm like, oh God, Godwinks are real. (laughs) Who is the Scrooge? Yeah. This movie was not for me. That's it. I mean, I'm sure um, other people look forward to things like this, but yeah, I'm so not one it of them. A, it's an art pole, no. For you. To me, because mm-hmm. I've watched 
unfortunately, I watched all the Godwink movies. <laughs> all, <laughs> all of them. them. Oh my I gosh. I watched all the Godwink movies. And relative to those, this wasn't bad. So, <laughs> I'm calling this merrily mediocre. But I think, the, you know, the joke's on me. The Godwink is on me. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our next movie for uh, this episode, we have Heart of the Holiday starring Vanessa Lenges and Corey Sevier. Career-driven Sam returns to her hometown for the holidays, where she comes face-to-face with her high school boyfriend, Noah. Together, they rediscover what matters most in life. You are my boss now. But I guess, yeah. How's it gonna look that I'm dating the boss? This isn't gonna work. A Christmas homecoming could be a second chance at love. Look who's here. Welcome back. I guess. If you need a little sweetener, consider it an olive branch. That would never work. Here? I'm really trying to abide by my mom's rule of not saying things that, you know, if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything. But that would mean we would just pause for the ad break here and come back and be like, welcome back. (laughs) Um, but I will give it <laughs> and bye. <laughs> bye. Uh, I, I read that Corey uh, Sevier, the actor, the lead actor, is actually also the director of this movie. So hey, good on him for multitasking. Mm. Um, however, not good on him because I could not tell you what this movie was about if you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I like, I like the casting. The lead girl, um, Sam, and her mom look like they're actually like mother and daughter when they're driving in uh-huh, the car uh-huh. and they're showing the profiles their noses are the same you, yeah <laughs> you know what's bad though when I'm focusing on those things rather than the movie <laughs> other than that I wasn't feeling anything uh, the the friends were cute like the the pregnant friend was pretty I wish she was the lead but neither here nor there the Asian lady there's an Asian character that had a blatant mm-hmm. crush on Corey Sevier's character, who I call like a poor man's Brett Dalton, Brett Dalton from Just My Type with <laughs> Bethany Joy Lenz. So he reminded me of that dude, but like I felt like, oh, I want to see their love story. I want to see the Asian girl, you know, shoot her shot with, with this guy. Uh, we didn't get that. So I don't know. I wanted to give him a chance because he did direct this. I wanted to give this whole thing a chance, but I, I don't know. I. I just couldn't. Even the boyfriend of the lead girl. If you ask me their names, I don't even know the character names. I know I just read the synopsis a while ago. I can't remember it. So honestly, it was just forgettable for me. You know, it's funny. Like I don't remember the names, but I remember the Asian girl's name, Marina. <laughs> <laughs> because I just think, can this movie just be about Marina? Because she looks pretty cool. I love Marina. And I think she was getting the short end of the stick here because like, you know, like she... Yeah, let, let's let's do a Marina movie. Justice for Marina. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember anything else. I mean, it started out like with, with shots of New York City. It's like, oh, city movie. And then, no, no, of course. <laughs> of course she has to go back home. And then... I watched this after a Godwin Christmas, which was about exes, and then, oh no, of course, there's another ex. I mean, how many exes do we need in a week? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then, and then, okay, she moves back home because she's upset that her boyfriend's acquisition company 
apparently um, bought out the new company she was gonna move into. And she got mad at him, but it wasn't <laughs> his fault. I was like, why are you so mad? It's not his fault. He didn't even know. And th- th- he didn't even fire you from, from your job. He made sure that you, you stayed in the office. And I don't know. It, it was just, yeah, they just lost me. They got me back with Marina. <laughs> and then they lost me again. <laughs> You know who we should pair? Marina and the ex-boyfriend mm. who bought the company. Because he's not bad looking. Actually. And he was so... He is He said. was so nice. Like, this girl was just beyond mm-hmm. irrational. And I don't get what her uh-huh. motivations were for being so... I get the driven, I work for this kind of thing, and what are they going to think? You're my boyfriend. What the fuck, girl? Like, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> We're over it. We're over heart of the holiday. <laughs> this would be a... Like, it wasn't offensive because I literally... It can't offend you if you don't remember it. So justice for Marina, but it's a North Pole no for me completely. North Pole no for me, but let me just say again, for the second week in a row, it's not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the movie that shall not be named still uh-huh. holds that place in our heart, which is good. But the thing with all these other movies that don't take its place is that they're not offensive, but I feel like, what the fuck did I just spend two hours for? I forgot to put these <laughs> movies on 1.5x. I forgot. So I was like, uh-huh. That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> that is on me. Ah, oh, man. Is it a North Pole no for both of us? Uh-huh. It is. When we come back, let, we'll see if if anything changes here. God, God, please <laughs> let it change. God wink. Give us a God wink. <laughs> <laughs> Will we be back? Will we just end it now? <laughs> We've come this far. Come on. We'll power through. All right. See you guys in a bit. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. Okay, we decided to power through. We're gonna get we're gonna get through this. We're gonna complete and not miss a movie. Welcome to our discussion on A Christmas Tree Grows in Colorado, starring Rochelle Eights and Mark Taylor. Aaron is planning the town's Christmas celebration and must win over firefighter Kevin in order to obtain the beautiful spruce tree from his property for the celebration. Is it just me, or does that look like a heart? Your spruce was chosen for our town square display. I'm not interested. Dad, you have to. I'm still trying to find my holiday sea legs. I'm really good with her. So glad you guys found each other. Okay, A Christmas Tree Grows in Colorado. From the title alone, we know it's a play on a tree grows in Brooklyn, but it, it has nothing to do with that. This is about um, a political family where... We're talking about the daughter of the mayor, and then she runs into this firefighter who wants to protect his tree, but she wants to sell the town by using his tree to decorate the town square or something. Anyway, they end up working together because she's been doing a lot of safety violations and being an upstanding firefighter, you know, he has to make sure that everything's safe. I actually like the the, the fact that you know she's she's working in government her dad's the mayor i like the drama about losing funding and that they they have to do they have to up their tourism and all of that that's just background obviously we're concentrating on the love story here it's nice to see new faces and it's nice to see an updated firefighter movie because the last one we saw was another christmas movie nine lives of christmas which was 
way, way back. So this is a little more modern. Yes, but not as engaging <laughs> as Nine Lives of Christmas. Yes, I'm all for new faces. Dude is hot. I think that's the first thing I text you about this movie because I was trying to find something. The girl is also beautiful. She's sassy. She's amazing. She looks great. I mean, they called it out that she loves scarves and like headwear. So I was always looking out for the scarves and like her, you know, headgear in the winter. That's about it. The chemistry was okay, I guess. But for me, if you're working in government, you want someone's tree. He doesn't want to give it to you. Isn't there some sort of compromise you can do? Freaking give them funding. I mean, the promise was that, like, it was so strange because instead of just doing that as a transaction, they made some weird, difficult thing where he would consult on fire hazards and in exchange, he would get an audience with the mayor, but they could never talk about the tree. I'm like, dude, just get the funding. Give your tree. I finished. This movie would have been done. Everybody would have been happy. I don't get it. Like, do people not know how to negotiate? Has, has no one watched West Wing? What's happening? <laughs> this is this is a long, long way from, from West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> if we had Aaron Sorkin do this, I think it would be a different, <laughs> a different movie on a different channel. I know that they wanted to do a lot of, like, you know, play fighting between our two leads here. And I did appreciate the friendship that built between the two of them, how he was teaching her stuff, how she was teaching him stuff. Okay, that's fine. And then suddenly, in the middle of all of this, they get into this huge fight, and then a kiss. Boom. And I, I felt like I wasn't prepared. It was like there was no buildup for it. It felt like it just dropped out of the sky and not in a good way. But what if they put a god doing ding? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I mean, I was watching this on 1.5x, so I was like, okay, did the kiss happen abruptly, or is it because I was watching this? See, the thing with those abrupt kissing of like, oh my god, the tension is so strong, we can't take it anymore. It wasn't. FYI. Like, I'm like, it wasn't. It wasn't. Where did that come from? I actually like cycled back a couple scenes just to see like if they were building up with all this tension. They were not. So I'm like, okay, goodness. Props to this for having a kid that wasn't too annoying. Yay. The dad, we like the dad. I like the mayor in, in general. Uh yeah, yeah. I like her family. Yeah, the family is cool. Her friend was nice. She was good. He was hot. I, I, I love his friends at the fire station. But it just couldn't, like, they're just... There's something missing in this movie, and I don't know what it was. What it was. Maybe it was the Godwink. <laughs> Much like Marina, my favorite character in Heart of the Holiday. I had a favorite character okay, wait. here. Is it the... Neil. It's I know his name, is Neil. Is it the yeah. so, so the dad was trying to set her up with a new guy in the office. It's like... Hey, I think I like this guy. So I, I think I think she should give him a shot because like they had lunch or something, and you know she was still a little confused with what was going on. But then he tells her he's gay. Of course he's gay, and that's why I like. <laughs> I know. I love that he's gay. I just felt yeah. like they made it foil, and I don't mm. like that. Like I don't uh -huh. like his being gay as the what propels him forward in the plot, right? This felt like it was having a gay character for the sake of rather than just having exactly. one Exactly. But I love him nevertheless. I love him too. I mean, I, I want a Neil movie. Yeah. Can we have a Neil movie where Neil is best friends with Marina? And Marina... Yes. 
Let's get Robert Buckley to direct the Neil, yeah. Neil and Marina best friends best movie. Best friend movie. Let's do it. I will say, though, that this movie, relative, because again, what are we if not judging on a fucking scale here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the curve is going in its favor. Uh, despite my yeah. thinking this was just, quote-unquote, just merrily mediocre, it fucking killed the other two in the water. So, I guess... <laughs> I yeah. Guess win. However, I cannot in good conscience <laughs> recommend this to people. So I say, what about you though? It's mediocre for me. It was it was excellent compared to the other two. But I mean, we we talked a lot about great movies over the last over the last six episodes. We talked about Christmas in Vienna and Christmas Bow, delivered by Christmas. Those were. Movies I'm gonna remember next year and next next year. I can barely remember this a day after I watched it. <laughs> and it wasn't even like, okay, so there are those movies. And then, my God, there's Holly and Ivy. There's like one royal oh, holiday. Yeah. Like there's yeah. Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. Like we also have those movies, which are also delightful and amazing. And I would also watch again. Are they, Mm -hmm. would you say they're Christmas and Vienna levels? Probably not. But again, everything's on a curve here. So where is this on the curve? Pretty near the bottom, but way above the rest. So so what I recommend, everyone, take a break. We've seen, you know, we've we've talked two days ago. We're going to talk again another two days. Take this time off to, you know... Rest and recuperate. We'll see you in two days. And then we will actually recommend something we really want to recommend. Because I don't want to recommend something for the sake of Chengai. This was bound to happen. We called it in the beginning that, you know, we, we were going to get doozies. And we got doozies. Yeah, we did it. We jinxed it. We, we jinxed got ourselves. We got three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo! We'll be back next week. And hopefully we're going to have some home runs then. Let's 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 wish for those. Thanks, Chingai, and thanks everyone for I don't know fucking even bothering to listen to this. I don't want to listen to it, and we and we recorded it. Follow us on our <laughs> socials at Make It Hallmark on Twitter and at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram. Uh, we're there tweeting, complaining, loving life, and we hope you hit that subscribe button in case you haven't yet and tell your friends about us we'll be back in a few days sending you the love and godwigs <laughs> <Ding>! <laughs> merry, merry christmas, christmas.